1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show kicking off the show with, uh, well, I do a lot of guests on Friday, actually, but M.T. Reagan is here. Uh, he is behind 22VA, uh, which is a, a art exhibit for veterans. Uh, you have it on display at the uh, Peoria Heights VFW. You've had it at the library. It's moved around quite a bit. How are you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, you wanted to start coming in once a month and promoting First Friday, uh, which is a, a day every single month, as I said, uh, that has a lot of art things going on in our community, um, and we can run through some of those things. Uh, but it does seem important to continue to um, promote all the different ways in which art is a part of our community on today on this specific day. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the Peoria Art Guild has a, a friend and, a, and another veteran, uh, a guy named Peter Ahart, has a, has his solo show there. going to be pretty amazing. And if you want to get on a pottery wheel, you can get on a pottery wheel down there also. Nice. It's the best place to do that. Um, I'll be doing that today, um, 6 p.m., I think, is when they start with the wheel. Yeah, 6 to 7 p.m. His, his art is... is that type of art? Or? Uh, no, his art is is, uh, is stuff on the wall. But, gotcha, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, he's got a military twist to everything he does. Uh, I believe he's has, has a um, I believe he's got a, an art degree from Bradley University, mm-hmm. and uh, he lives in like Decatur or something. So it's nice to see him get back up this way, back to where he went to school. And, cool. And uh, then That's we've awesome. always got the VFW going on also. Yes. And the Art Guild, then, of course, you want to go do your salsa and everything. Uh, <laughs> the Contemporary Art Center. Thank you, you buddy. Get a, get a chance to go by there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few of our veterans up there also. Nice. And um, you can always see Preston Jackson's gallery. is amazing to see there, too. Give me a little bit more about Preston Jackson's gallery. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, that guy's got stuff everywhere, but uh, he's got his own gallery there that you can go in and uh, see some of his stuff. A lot of times his daughter will be there. Uh, showing people around, and you just get to see where he makes some of his art. He's got some amazing stuff there. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, since First Friday has this sort of artistic um, connection, uh, how important is it to have art be displayed? I know with 22VA and some of the things that people are creating that you guys wind up eventually uh, putting up for, for people to come in and, and see, uh, that sometimes some of that art is made in a way where the person's not thinking at all about when it gets displayed, when it actually winds up being, you know, public facing. How important is it for this to be such a, a focal point for you or for people to to go and consume uh, some of the vast amount of art that's out there in our community? Well, I think one of the great things about it is that local artists can actually sell their artwork. A lot of things that you'll see out are for sale. Um, we'll be up at Studio 606, 606 Main Street. Uh, doing another collaborative thing up there. We nice. always do a collaborative thing on First Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an entire room there. You need to bring Betty up and let her. Yes, she's going to her artistic right. talents up there. She can draw something. But I think it's just it's a great opportunity to get out and see local artists work. And uh, and Studio 606 is a little unhinged. It's not necessarily <laughs> going to be everything that uh, there's some twisted stuff up there that gotcha. I wouldn't normally show in a, a gallery. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got its own community, its own, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, let me ask you this, too. There's a First Friday Art for Kids at the Peoria Public Library. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that event like? Have you been to something like that before? I haven't been to that one, um, but the Peoria Public Library has been very supportive of 22VA, and then they've got an amazing gallery there. So it's uh, it's definitely something worth checking out. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and cool. it's Second Friday is the drum circle in Peoria Heights, and there will be a lot of artists up there also. you uh, definitely got to make it to that. I brought up the drum circle. I can't remember. I think I had uh, Alicia Calderon on, and she said how she sees people practicing uh, downtown uh, here, and she might 
think that those people are part of that drum circle? Maybe no, they're their no, own rogue it, drum circle? Okay. We, we've got our own We've got our own thing going. <laughs> right. uh, this is the more adult, more kid-friendly version gotcha. up in the Heights. Gotcha. And there's there's people who throw fire, right? Yep. Is I, that what you call it? That's I, I spin fire, yeah. Okay, you spin fire. I, can I spin fire? Yeah. I'll okay. get you doing it that. Would, no it problem. would be safe to do it, one, just right off the yeah, bat? We've got, yeah, Fantastic. we've got... We've got practice Great. stuff for you, and we can we can hook that up. Okay, so that'll be next Friday. Does the practice stuff on fire? No. Okay, no, I feel like it should be though. Won't be on I, fire. I, I would like for it to be on little. Can we put it on fire like a little bit? Like just we'll, we'll, we'll have you do the practice stuff. Then we have Good. then we'll have you do the fire. Then you'll have the fire department there standing by and Betty yelling at me in the corner. Um, tell me a little bit more about what's going on at Twenty Two VA right now. Um, you guys have. A constant display at the back of the Peoria Heights uh, VFW. Yeah. Um, how often do you rotate those pieces? Uh, we've got people rotating stuff in and out all the time. Um, new as we find new artists, new artists come in. A lot of veterans don't uh, don't know there are other veterans. That there's a veterans art group out there. So it's we've had a lot of people because of what you're doing, because of uh, the word getting out there, and mm-hmm. because of Taco Tuesday. Nice. Taco Tuesday is important. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of the more people are finding out about what we do. And uh, it's it's a great thing, too, because we can actually help veterans with our artwork, um, help them to express themselves and help them to do disability claims and things like that. There's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of veterans don't know that there's things out there that can help them like VA compensation. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this, actually, because I know for anyone that is considering maybe, you know, uh, looking at actually um, creating art themselves or if you're a veteran reaching out to MT and thinking about maybe having something you've created be considered for 22VA, I think what I've also noticed is the amount of veterans who aren't um, using art themselves as therapy or whatever it might be, but just, just seeing someone else expressing some of that um, shared experience through art. There's something very powerful about even that, right? For people to just come and see it, especially uh, people who've served. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what we're doing, um, we're trying to do something special up in the Heights too. We're going to start having like a, a time when veterans can just get together and talk. And art's one of those things that gets the gets the mind going and, and gets people thinking about things. It gets people talking. We want veterans to have a safe place to talk and uh, deal with their issues. Cool. Now, anything else we should know about? Anything else going on for First Friday? No. Just, uh, what's uh, what's with the a crazy uh, flower shirt you got going on right now, MT, with tigers on it? Uh, it was hot today. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going to set in my redneck hot tub. I highly recommend you getting one. It's 150-gallon horse trough filled with water. Nice. Do you ever try to cool that water down or no? Yeah, actually, I, that's what I do. You the put ice the ice plunge. bucket in? Yeah, okay. I do the, I do right, the cool. ice plunge in that also. You know, you are the second person now within, I think, just a few weeks to tell me to buy a, a trough of some kind. Greg and Dan told me to buy one for our backyard, and now you're saying to get one. It's great. Is it? It is. Okay. All right. How do you think Betty would react? Uh, you know Betty a bit. Uh, when I get home, if she just sees a horse, horse trough or any kind of trough in the backyard, am I in trouble? I think she's probably going to want me to give you a goat. <laughs> Actually, I saw another story about goats. Maybe I'll talk to you about uh, about that off the air. There's uh, an organization, I don't think it's here, that's going to be giving away uh, goats for people. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know how many people will get one, though. And you have how many now? About 20. About 20 of them. All right. Well, maybe you'll get involved. Therapy goats. There we go. Quick break. A lot more. Thank you, MT. Uh, MT with 22VA. Uh, Definitely check them out behind the... the main bar area of the Peoria Heights VFW. A quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thanks again to MT Reagan of 22VA for coming in and talking about the importance 
a first Friday as far as the art scene here in Peoria. Uh, lots and lots of art events uh, to go check out, including uh, going and swinging by Studio 606 uh, if you're um, ready for the experience uh, that you get there. I like how MT says there's some things that might not be on display other places, but it's very community-driven. It's, it's a very cool uh, atmosphere. I need to go. I, I haven't been, but I've been told by many, many people who hang out there how uh, great of a spot that is. All right, other stuff out there that I thought was interesting, um, and I mentioned this just before uh, we did the news break a little while ago. I do think that out of all the people who voted against the debt ceiling bill, one of the more surprising individuals to me uh, was John Fetterman. And the reason why that was so surprising to me is, is first and foremost, the, the closeness of the race that existed there, the closeness in the Democrat versus Republican thing, and how it's a very far left, or actually, I guess, also accused of being a far right position to be against this debt limit uh, deal. A lot more uh, Republicans voted against it. It was only, there were only four uh, Democrats who said no, and I think 34 Republicans who said no. So it's quite a bit different from a disparity standpoint. You can say far left if you want to, but a whole lot of Republicans uh, voted, or excuse me, far right if you want to, a whole lot of Republicans voted against this. So that party seems very mixed in their opinion on it. A lot of Democrats went the other way, though. Uh, the same thing happened in the House to help get this uh, bill pushed. Um, but Fetterman, again, standing out by himself in a way, or standing with a very small subset of Democrats at a time when I could play audio piece after audio piece on this show. And sometimes I choose not to because uh, I do feel like it's mean. And I know I'm being an idiot for saying it that way. But Fetterman went through a stroke. Fetterman can't speak. He seems confused a lot, uh, very much like our president, uh, who I definitely play audio from whenever he makes mistakes. And actually, maybe I'll even get to that in a second. Uh, when uh, Biden fell down, there are now a bunch of different video close-ups of how some of the uh, Air Force cadets reacted, and reactions are mixed. Uh, there was even one person who was standing very close to the president that just sort of turned around and walked away as people helped uh, President Biden up off the ground, and he got sandbagged is what I've also heard. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on from that, I think, again, to go back to Fetterman, like uh, putting your, your neck out there in any way, shape, or form it doesn't really seem to make sense. It doesn't seem to be beneficial to you at all, especially since, and I think the most human way to say it, is it doesn't seem it's in his own benefit health-wise or mental health-wise after uh, going through um, talking about all that that he did to be in the position he's in, to be a politician, to be a senator, to be someone uh, asked to do a lot of different stressful things. It just seems like a mistake. I know the easy joke, too, with Fetterman right now is that he had no idea what he was voting for. Could have been a yes, could have been a no. He probably wasn't sure, and that's that's fine. Uh, but again, I think it highlights the actual uh, truth that he probably should be one of many people uh, that shouldn't be in the role they're in for their, their own well-being, their own benefit. Uh, a couple other quick things uh, that I saw were interesting, not necessarily connected uh, to any sort of political stuff. But I saw that there was a flight delayed because of an intoxicated passenger who offended, quote, everybody on the plane. I like this. This was out of Vegas, um, or actually, excuse me, it was bound for Vegas. And so an unidentified woman uh, was caught berating first other travelers before takeoff. Uh, we're not sure exactly what made her so mad, but apparently something happened. And then another young person named Amanda Gresham uh, filmed it. Uh, then at some point, the woman started to just start yelling at literally everyone on the plane. 
Uh, Y'all can't even tell me what to do was one of the things that was said as the woman was being taken off the plane. Who did I offend uh, was another question I guess asked at some point, and one of the passengers yelled out, everybody. You know what I like about this story is the unity of it, right? Like it struggles or we struggle sometimes to find stories where it seems that everyone has come together and agrees on the same thing. Uh, Some of the things we disagree on now seem sort of insane that we disagree on them. Uh, But this seems like a a clear-cut case, Uh, a huge uh, uh, and a very intoxicated woman uh, on a plane. That's what I meant to say. A hugely intoxicated uh, human being uh, doing crazy stuff uh, seemed to deserve to be thrown off said plane. I like that. I like moments of unity. Maybe I'll start doing that on the show, uh, finding topics where everybody seems to agree on a thing. And I might have to go as simple as a very, very drunk person annoying the crap out of everyone else. Uh, I also saw this, another kind of social media uh, thing that went viral. So a woman in Chicago had a gender reveal party. Uh, 1.2 million people viewed the video for gender reveal party uh, because when she found out she was having a girl, she got very, very mad, very mad, and started to go uh, full, quote, Wreck-It Ralph style on everything that was there to celebrate. Uh, She was breaking tables. She was smashing decorations. She was uh, uh, flipping off people, I guess, that were there. Uh, She just got very, very upset. And what's interesting about this to me As I think she was one of the people who put it up on social media herself, uh, the videos of her getting angry and upset that she's going to have a girl. And if that, you know, stays out in the world of the Internet, the child she's going to have will at some point see this. Uh, You ask that question to people who have maybe two, three, uh, four kids and there's there's not boys and girls. They're all boys or they're all girls. Like, God, did you ever wish you you had a a kid that you, you didn't have? And usually any parent will say, no, I love all my kids the same. I love the fact that my wife, uh, her family, they're all known to have a bunch of girls. So her brother has three girls. There's very few boys uh, in uh, her family, her extended family. And the same thing. Everybody asks, is like, no, 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 very happy. Love all my children the same. Uh, this woman will not be able to say that to her child. She will not be able to convince her kid that she was totally fine with having, quote, another girl, because not only did she go insane, she also is the one who posted it, as I said, all up on social media. That's a bad look. I don't know. I don't need to tell people how to live their lives, but that seems that seems like a bad look. That seems like that's not going to go away uh, easily. And then actually uh, this story, too, and I love this story, and uh, I heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins talking about it as well. It's also here in Illinois, a school misspelled the word graduate on the um, items they gave out to students, as they were um, graduating, I, I can't I can't fathom how this happened. Uh, graduate is the word that they actually put there. <laughs> I love this so much. And they gave it out to a lot of people. Uh, here are two different individuals, two different uh, graduates uh, talking about their experience and how surprised they were that someone misspelled something that simple on a document that important. I don't understand how you mess up a whole word. It shouldn't happen like that. We ain't realize until like we was walking out the gate. They could have checked before because they made like 600 plus. So, and all of them were spelled wrong. We're terribly disappointed <laughs> and appalled about how they would even pass those out to the students that would embarrass the community, the families, and even the school district should be embarrassed. Yeah, and actually I was trying to find it in this story. Um, it, it wasn't the, the written document. It was the, the stole that they all wear, the sashes that the graduates wear, and it said the wrong word on it. It said graduate. And so, yes, that is very embarrassing uh, for all the kids to walk up, get the diploma, be very excited about it, and then have 
an obvious uh, misspelling uh, put right on on their person. <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. Uh, yeah, I would I would have probably just like walked away. I'd be like, you know what? No, uh, here you take this back. You keep the diploma. I've got to go get an education somewhere else. I feel like it's important to do it. Uh, I don't know how you make that mistake. In all honesty, that's the other big question about it: is how does no one notice? Uh, that you misspelled that word on something for uh, someone's education-related achievement. It just does not make sense, and yet that's the world we live in now, people. Um, Will's got the news. 1470 is an AM, 100.3 is an FM, all over the Internet. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Every single Friday, I talk to somebody from our morning show, uh, Greg Batten, Dan DiOrio, Caleb Kelch. I've been talking to Dan for a while, and I thought to myself, I haven't heard from Greg. Let's get Greg in the show. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing great. I will tell you, however, sir, that this has been a very weird week. It's mm-hmm. been, it's been, a, I, people I talk to even, uh, more than just me, like, like one of those days or weeks where you can't get out of your own way, you know what I mean? Sure. Like you just you bump your head literally, figuratively, or yeah, you just can't get from there to here or here to there. Like something's it, it off. Felt that way. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, something's off. I'm, I am psych. I'm psychographically off. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but it's something. Something feels not right. Yeah, there's something that's just like a little bit of miss. Like someone has gone yeah, in and messed with miss. stuff, and then they've like, left, and I, you don't know. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, give you an example, because you witnessed it. Mm-hmm. The other day, you introduced me to a young man named Elias. Yes. Yeah. He's eight. Mm-hmm. He is hiding the 35-year-old man inside him <laughs> in an eight-year-old body. Yes, he is. And that threw me off. That threw me off. I was like, right. why is this man, look? why does he look like an eight-year-old? Mm-hmm. That, this is messing with he me. He loves... And then... Yeah. Well, go ahead. He what loves he Sorry. loves AM radio. He loves uh, our radio station. He likes uh, yeah. your morning show. He likes my afternoon show. And he's um, yeah. across the street from us every day uh, now that he's gotten out of school because his mom yeah. uh, runs the Cultured Ground Shop over there. And so, yes, yeah. he, okay. he, he had come over here once. Me- oh, go ahead. What are yeah. you going to say? No, I was going to say immediately that he loves AM radio and he's eight. There's something wrong. <laughs> it's a good right? wrong, though. It's a good wrong. It's yeah. not a no, bad wrong. No, it's a great wrong. wrong. Yeah. I, I, want, I want Elias to know something. I think he is maybe the coolest person I've met in a year. Right. I, I can't. I can't. But he did do something, and I talked about this a couple of days ago on the Greg and Dan show. He did do something that I was stunned about. I, I, in fact, I, I can't get over it. He out Gregged Greg. <laughs> I am in my family. In my family, I am a guy uh-huh. that will feed you a line of bull. Right. So well that you buy it. And you go like, wow, I didn't know that. Great example. My son David, when he was little, we used to live kind of off of Grandview Drive, not on Grandview Drive, but up in the Heights that way. And we'd go down that curly Q Grandview Drive to the bottom. And he one day said to me, how did the deer not fall over when they're on this hill? It's really steep. Yeah. And I said, well, there's a breed of deer called hill deer <laughs> that have their legs are shorter on one side. Right. He yeah. went to school, told his teacher that. His teacher called me and said, uh-huh. did you tell your son that there are hill deer? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I said, I'm pretty good at selling that story. You know I like this so much before yeah. you tell the story about Elias? Is yeah. My grandfather yeah. uh, is a guy that was like this, too. Uh, and my yeah. grandfather used to convince me 
that I was driving in the Batmobile because he had a special button on his car that turned it into the uh-huh. Batmobile, but only from the inside. So anytime I would get out of the car and be like, it's not the Batmobile now, he goes, no, we can't hit the button when we're outside. we got to be inside the car to hit the button. <laughs> and so I did, I did uh-huh. think that we were driving uh-huh. around. I was very little. I was like four or five. But uh-huh. I did think we were driving around uh-huh. the Batmobile because he was so convincing. Continue. Grandpa, that is genius. Buddy. It was. That is genius. It was. I love it. So Elias, Elias is meeting me the other day at the studio after the show, and you had introduced him, and, and I was really loving my conversation, and I asked him what he was doing this summer. And he goes, oh, I'm going to Idaho to visit some family members. And I said, oh, that's cool. I've never been to Idaho. And he said, yeah, we're going to Boise. Mm-hmm. He goes, do you know that there's a nearby town, Girlsy? <laughs> and I said, uh, are you kidding me? He goes, no, I'm not kidding you. It's yeah. just uh, like totally two or three miles away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is amazing. And I went home hours later, a grown man, and looked up if there's a girlsy Idaho. And, of course, there's not. He there's not. outplayed me at my own game. It I was, was so impressed. Yeah, it, I had told everybody. I was like, I met the, I had met somebody better at that game than me. <laughs> I, was, I was standing there for it. I did witness it, and it was impressive. He didn't break at all. Oh, Every time you no, looked at him and said... Break. I think that's not oh. true. He was like, it is true. You just got to go to no. Idaho and go to he, the Rosie. He, uh, yeah, of course, I don't know because I've not been to Idaho. Right. But yeah. there is something called the Internet, which I <laughs> use to find out that there's no Girlsy. That I did find out that Elias might be a genius. He is. A boy genius right. of some kind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's been a weird week, but I did. that has been the highlight of uh, the last year. Nice. Getting tricked by an eight-year-old. I like that that's your Maybe. barometer for like a week being a little bit off is you uh, got you got. Yeah, well. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I just you know yeah. it's weird. You got you weird. got mentally yeah. tricked by a young man, and you're like, that's this is a, this week mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually that's a big fan of that. yeah. You know, I also yeah. looked it up. I'm going to admit it. He wasn't lying directly to me. He was he was uh, deceiving you. But I also googled it after that conversation yeah. to look up if Girls of Idaho existed because I wasn't totally sure yeah. either. He was very convincing. See what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I don't. I, I I and I said the same word that you just used a minute ago. Uh, uh, lying. I don't consider that lying. Yeah. I consider that amazing. <laughs> that is. It's tricking. That's, it's, that's, yeah. it's tricking. It's yeah. being, it's being so sure of yourself mm-hmm. that you can tell a story mm-hmm. that you may or may not know is true or not true or whatever. It doesn't matter. He's just confident. You know, actually, I, saying something. I really like that, actually, because if you think about it quickly, and I know we're talking about this one story a lot now for anyone, but it's, it is sort of amazing. Um, he was standing around three grown adults. I was in the room. You yeah. were in the room. Uh, your producer, Caleb, was in the room. And this young man yeah. had the confidence to not yeah. break for a second around three adults as he was telling us something existed that didn't exist. That actually is very impressive. It's a very good sign for how he's being raised by his mom uh, and how I assume yeah. he's going to take over everything in the near future. We, we might have met the president of the United States in the year 2050. <laughs> we might have just met him. I assume so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let yeah. me ask you this. Yeah. I saw a story yeah. about how Missouri had to warn people, and this is real, <laughs> to not wrestle with bears. I saw that too. I saw that too. Do you think we're in a, a weird uh, yeah. form of society yeah. right now where you have to put the sign up that says, Hey guys, yeah. I know you've been having yeah. fun with this, but it really is illegal and dangerous. Don't wrestle yeah. with bears. Yeah, a couple of things going on there. I guess there's a town that's had some bear sightings. So the mm-hmm. cops or the sheriff or the chief or whatever said, 
hey, don't forget, there's a law already on the books. It's not like we just passed it the other day. Yeah. It's been on the books for years to not wrestle bears, which means somebody was wrestling bears somewhere <laughs> along the way. Sure. At some point, right? yeah, bear right. wrestling was yeah. an underground thing, I'm sure. Yeah, bear, yeah. No, dude, I'm telling you, us in the wildlife, did you see the video this last couple of days of the young lady standing literally yes. one foot in front of a bison? Yep. Trying yeah, to get a yep. photo? What? What are you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and people are yelling at her, get out of there. Yeah. She's like yelling back at her, mind your own business. Yeah. I'm trying to She's take like, this photo. No, we're going to. We're going to mind our business when he runs over you. Like, oh, my goodness. The thing I thought I was going to happen at some point is she's going to wave someone else over to the bison and ask them to take a photo of her <laughs> and the bison together and see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. I let you go, then, what, what's been going on on the Greg and Dan show? <laughs> I don't know. Dan's losing his mind. That's what's happening. Uh, Dan Dan, uh, Dan lays this on me on the live on the radio this week. He says to me, you might have seen this story, too. He says, uh, hey, hey, Greg, just out of the book. Hey, Greg. One in eight men say they bring a condom when they go to a funeral. I saw this, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, there's no reaction to that. What, what are you, you going to say to that? Uh-huh. Dan. Yeah. He, just looked, he just looked at me. Of course, I look at him at a screen. He just looked at me like, well, now you got to deal with this big boy. What you, and I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. You know, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. The, the thought I had when I read that story and what I said on the radio yeah. is that at the end of Wedding Crashers, the movie, Will Ferrell's, you know, humor character actually was trying yeah. to you know pick up ladies at funerals so we've gotten to a point where people now think the end of a comedy movie is the right way to go in life so that's yeah. where we're at yeah 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 we're all living well you know what there is something to that because i i have read that ever since hangover came out that that uh casinos and hotels in vegas have to deal with that nonsense <laughs> that, that everybody thinks they're going to be in that movie mm -hmm. in real life yeah and because because that's what we do, that's what we do. Yeah, you know? well, I don't know. Here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna do this weekend, though. Ask me what I'm doing this weekend. What are you gonna do this weekend, Greg? I am gonna go to Girlsy, Idaho, and see what I can find out over there. I'm gonna see nice what they're doing out there this weekend. You're gonna yeah. take a trip to Girlsy, Idaho. You're gonna take a photo with a yeah. bison and wrestle a bear. Yeah, probably all this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Greg. <laughs> Hope to see you on Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, Greg. <laughs> the Greg and Dan Show is every uh, Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 9. They're also on on Saturday morning, too, uh, from, I think, 8 to 10. Uh, quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I'm going to get into a bit of a serious topic um, for just a second here because I'm, I'm genuinely just confused. Um, and if it matters, as I talk about this next thing I'm about to talk about, I'm a white dude in my 30s. I don't know if it will matter to you or won't matter to you, but I'm throwing it out there in case you don't know. Uh, so let's go. Uh, there is a influential British campaigner is what they uh, call him, which I guess might mean someone who helps with political campaigns. Also a chair for the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts uh, in the UK uh, that is very upset with a specific thing about The Little Mermaid. Um, and Marcus Ryder is the guy's name. He is black. Uh, he said that his problem with the movie was not the casting of uh, an actress who's black to play a role that in a cartoon was white, uh, which some people have talked about. He actually praised that. What he said he dislikes is that when he went to go see The Little Mermaid, there was no um, um, uh, any kind of acknowledgement that she was black in the movie. Uh, what he said was she had a white father, the guy who plays, I guess, the I can't remember, Triton. And I think the name of Ariel, I think I remember that from my childhood. Uh, that guy's white. Uh, 
the um, person who's upset about this and went viral on social media just recently also said that there are other characters of all different kinds of races and racial harmony uh, existed too much on the screen. When you went to go see a Disney movie, I mean, here's the thing that I'll say about this, and this is my honest and, and true response, and think of it what you want, anyone listening, and you can text me, you can tell me what I'm getting wrong. What I think is sort of fascinating is that no matter what happens, no matter what things occur in society, it doesn't seem good enough for for people who are very vocal. However, things change, uh, whatever it is that that uh, you know um, for this reason or that reason, people say we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's it's not it's not good enough, and it also makes no sense to me this specific criticism because, and this is the the most simplistic way I'm going to say this. Isn't that the desire at the end of everything if people were to be blind to race or blind to this or blind to that? Isn't that what Martin Luther King Jr. And I know white people get attacked sometimes when they quote Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in conversations like this. But I'm just genuinely asking the question uh, to you, the listening audience. Isn't that what you ask for when you say I want people to be judged not by the color of their skin but by the content of their character? Isn't, isn't that the idea? And envisioning a world... That also, in fact, is a Disney movie and cartoon uh, where no one recognizes or notices the race of individuals. That seems to be utopia for part of that conversation. And I'm sure that people would say there's reasons why that that would never happen. Um, but I again, I think that that is such an odd thing to be so upset about. But this guy went viral. He said that these are these are issues that are confusing kids, essentially, that people would watch this movie and have an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation about life. The Little Mermaid. I remember when I went to go see that in the movie theaters. I think I went to go see that movie theater. I think it came out when I was like four. Um, so I barely remember that. I remember um, Beauty and the Beast better. And I remember walking out of all those movies having an unrealistic expectation about how the world would work because they were about mermaids. Or Hercules was my favorite. When I was a little kid, I thought that maybe I could be Hercules for a little bit. Or the Batman movie I walked out of, thinking I could be Batman. Uh, some of this stuff is just... It's just insane. I don't have a better answer for it, and I wanted to throw it out there as a topic today and just genuinely ask you, the audience, the question. And I know people had other reasons that they were upset about any sort of thing in that movie or other movies. The the CGI characters were very creepy, uh, is what I heard. I haven't seen The Little Mermaid. I know it did well at the box office, uh, which I thought was interesting. I still want to go see Fast 10, but no one will go with me. The missus said that she's had enough explosions and fighting movies. <laughs> Which I love that a lot, actually, because I take her to most of the Marvel movies. And so she's like, I just I just can't, Craig. And actually, when my brother was in town, um, my brother came into town last weekend for Memorial Day with his kids. I had talked about this earlier on the show. He has two sons, um, 15 and 12, that wanted to do a lot of, of stuff, which made me happy. They didn't want to sit in my house and just be on their phones and do nothing. They wanted to go play like softball or baseball or whatever the wiffle ball game is we wound up playing. They wanted to play basketball. I, I had a lot of fun. But I remember the first night ever that everybody was there, I pitched going to see Fast 10. I was like, we could go see that movie, and no one was in. Everybody told me, much like uh, Markley gets made fun of by the other guys on, on Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins, that they're not good movies. And so to prove it, I turned Fast 9 on. I think that's available on Peacock. And I was the only one watching it, 45 minutes into the movie. And they're great people. I don't know why people don't understand that. But I can't get anybody to go. 
And even then, uh, much to the argument that this guy is making about uh, The Little Mermaid, if I was a kid and I go to a Fast and Furious movie, I might have an unrealistic expectation about my ability to drive a car when I get older, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, that's part of what makes being a kid really great, and then making sure that the kid knows certain things about how you're supposed to drive a car right before you give kids a license. All right, one other thing I saw out there that I thought was interesting, 10 things that were normal 25 years ago, but today are now luxury. Uh, on this list, and it was just built, I think, uh, via Reddit, one of the numbers, one of the things that jumped out to me is uh, new furniture that is made out of real wood. Not any sort of Ikea thing or anything else that you're buying. Yes, that seems very rare today. Owning the software that you purchased is incredibly rare. Uh, coming from a guy who works in an industry where I have to rent the software every single month. Concert tickets uh, made the list as far as something that's rare. More and more people don't actually have a physical ticket to anything. It's all technology. Uh, single income families buying a home is something that made this list. Uh, good quality fabric and clothing. A leg room on an airplane, yes, that does not exist. Meals on domestic flights, no, that's not a thing anymore. Affordable health care is something that someone threw out there. Privacy, I thought was a really interesting on this list. And by the way, it came in at eight. There are seven things, you know, more important than people think are luxuries that shouldn't be luxuries uh, than privacy. And then finally, calling a company and getting a person on the other end of the phone and also boredom. Uh, apparently is a luxury today. People are not bored. I think people are bored. I think that one's uh, wrong. All right, quick break, a lot more. Will's got the news. Some of us could be bored right now. I saw you. I thought you were bored just there. <laughs> Thank you for that. Comment on the show. I'm That's fine. very kind. Yeah, good. Fine. Good. Uh, wonderful, sir. <laughs>